to another episode of Central Texarkana Podcast, a ministry of Central Baptist Church, Texarkana, Arkansas. We pray this episode will serve to edify you as a believer in Christ and help you in your walk this week. Thank you for joining us today. Let's get started. again another christian education podcast it's good to be with you brother Corey. yes it is what's today today's thursday today is thursday and um we are recording um our christian education segment our our episode our weekly episode um out of the baptist publishing house curriculum Mm -hmm. uh blessed deceivers uh, that we've been going through week to week. Yes. Uh, that's currently where we're at. And so uh, this particular podcast, we welcome everybody to stay on with us. We want you to to, to hang out. There's a lot to hear and a lot to learn. And I, I also feel like, and I hope this is the case, Brother Joshua, that we have some guests maybe listening from other churches because you, you saw the shout out we got from the Baptist, Baptist Publishing House. Yes, sir. On, on the Facebooks. Yes, sir. Uh, Jordan, uh, got to share with him. I saw him at camp down at Daniel Springs last week and shared with him that we were doing this podcast to help our Sunday school teachers. And uh, he was very uh, welcoming of that and uh, thought it was a good idea and um, shared it uh, through the Baptist Publishing House and and through their social media outlet for other churches. So yeah. if you're from another church, um, we welcome you to this podcast. And we're, we're glad that you're here. We we hope that this will be a resource for you. Yeah. Just like it is for our Sunday school teachers. And um, that everybody will be ready to go come Sunday. Yeah. Especially yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, so... Corey and I, what we do in advance of this, we go through the lesson, each of us, and we make uh, some observations. And, you know, we want to share that with you, some things that that you may want to add to what you've already gleaned from the material. Mm -hmm. You know, you may, we may share some things you want to use. We may share some things that you're uh, not interested in using. I mean, I don't know. We just leave that up to the Lord in your own preparation, but just the point is, is just let it be a resource for you. That's, that's what it's, it's right. just, we're here to help. Yeah. That's the bottom line. So anyway, uh, we are in, we're in Genesis chapter 31. There's a lot to cover in this coming week. Right, Corey? Yeah. I, I think the material covers the whole chapter. 55 verses. Yeah. It's the whole chapter. So that's a lot. One of the things that I would recommend, uh, Corey, and what what yeah, what your thoughts would I'd be interested in? And I can't talk. I'd be interested in getting your thought. I mean, it's fifty five verses, and so reading every bit of that that that's that's hard. It's going to be daunting. That that's hard to do. And and what I've done a lot of the time on these really long chapters like this is I. I, I kind of tell it like a story and I, I you know, I kind of summarize what's going on and, and obviously you want the context. So you talk a little bit about the previous uh, lesson and what was going on there and, and 
and as a way to kind of introduce the new lesson. But I have, um, I, I probably won't read, like you said, I won't read every single verse in this because that would take the whole, probably the whole class time, you, you know, to, to do it that way. But um, I will kind of summarize certain sections of yeah. the passage. Right. Um, and, may, you know, if there's points in that that we need to talk about, we need to hit, I'll kind of summarize the passage. We'll talk about um, whatever the main idea of that passage, that part part of the passage is. Um, and then we'll move on to where there might be certain points in there that we do read. Let's say we, re- we read five or six verses. Mm-hmm. Um, that are going to deal with a, a, a very specific thing, um, but but to to read every you know verse by verse by verse through the whole thing would take probably a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it, it is a lot to cover. So yeah. there's probably going to be the need this week for some summary. Yes, and um, there's value in that. You know, to make time for discussion, if you want to have discussion, depending on um, teachers, what what your preference is, and 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 asking questions mm-hmm. and and involving other other people in that. But um, with that said, remember that, and we're going to go ahead and get into this now. Let's uh, we're gonna we're gonna shift gears here but remember as we do that you have the guided bible study Mm -hmm. you have the outline format and you have the commentary you can use them independent of one another you can use them together you can put them together and whatever 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 formula works for you uh a lot of the the out that well all of it the outline and the guided bible study you can find answers to those things in the commentary portion yes and so keep that in mind uh, that's one of the things that that we do and that I do when I'm looking through it mm-hmm. is I'll I'll not leave the book and and answer with the commentary, obviously of primarily the Word of God. Yes. But we're gonna we're going to go ahead and we're not gonna read through it all right now, but we're gonna sum up some things for you that we've observed. And uh, trust that you guys are reading the chapter before Sunday. We do, right. you know, and, and you know, we definitely need to be doing that. So, sure. All right. Yes. So, what's going on here, uh, Corey? Just briefly. Well, you know, the the last chapter dealt with um, Jacob. In the beginning of that chapter, which was actually two weeks ago, you know, he has his wives and he and they begin having children, and, and we go through that entire. Um, part of the part of the story um and then last week we come to the point where jacob last week was ready to leave after 14 years and go back to um the land where his father is is at and laban talks him into staying and 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 offers to pay him whatever he wanted right to, to stay so now we're at 20 years. And, and now we're at 20 years, and Jacob, Jacob's really ready to leave. And, and he's going to be able to discern that it's time to leave mm-hmm. in, in this chapter um, through the circumstances with not only um, Laban um, and his sons, you know, start uh, basically talking bad ab- about him or 
you know, he, he, he's going to be able to, Laban changes the way he deals with him. Um, there are certain things that let Jacob know that the time is getting near to leave. And then God himself is going to tell Jacob, it's time for you to go. Yeah. In the, in the first, um, two or three verses of this chapter. So, um, Jacob gets very clear direction that it's time for him to gather up all that now belongs to him, including his wives and children, all his flocks, all his servants, all these things that he's gained over the last six years. Because remember, after 14 years, he really had nothing but his wives mm -hmm. and children. Um, now he's gathered all kinds of flocks. He's got camels. He's got servants. Um, and so he's he's got quite a bit that he's going to take as he leaves this place and heads back toward. And I would recommend that uh, that as as Corey has pointed out, you know, talking about bringing where we have been, you know, in the previous chapters into where we are mm -hmm. this week. Uh, understand too, uh, you know, all of the God has had a purpose. Right. For the last 20 years of Jacob's life, uh, that purpose has involved um, identifying the, the, the 11 of the 12 mm -hmm. tribes of Israel. Uh, you know, there, there's been a lot that's happened in, in his prospering Jacob and things and setting him up uh, for still more events that are to come. But all of it is playing out in a redemptive plan. Right. And so I think to frame out this chapter, we need to understand that God's purposes are still being revealed mm -hmm. and carried out here. And the 20 years that God had for Jacob to be where he was at are coming to a conclusion. Yeah. And so uh, the Lord has now set uh, the time. The time is now to bring him back to, the land, um, you know, where, where he desires for him to be. Right. So, uh, one thing that you pointed out, Corey, was his discernment right there at the beginning of the chapter. Mm -hmm. And I think it's worthwhile to, uh, I think the commentary makes mention of it in the curriculum talking about discerning when to leave. And uh, there are three things that you can observe right there at the beginning of the chapter in terms of Jacob's discernment to leave. One was Laban's family's attitude right. towards him, uh, which you made mention of some of the things they were saying. Mm -hmm. Laban's countenance. The commentary uh, talks about that word as a key yes. word, countenance. Um, being able to read Laban's face. But then also the Lord's direction. Uh, the Lord says on two occasions uh, in verse 3 and also verse 13, the Lord says, God says, go back. Yes. And that's probably the most, uh, the most discerning of, of, of all yeah. is when God gives a direction like that. And he says clearly, and we're able to recognize that from him. Go back. Yes. And, and when 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 that happens, you know, Jake, Jacob is is quick to obey that direction. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, that's, that's something, um, you know, that, that we can tell some of our, uh, people in our class, you know, God, God still gives direction to us. That's good. And it's found, it's found here in God's word. And we as Christians need to be quick to obey God's direction as we read it in his word and study it and learn what it means for us. Um, we are to be quick to obey and quick to follow the direction God gives us. That's much, good, Much brother. like Jacob was quick to obey. That's good stuff. We struggle with that, though. Yeah, for sure. I mean, how, how often do we want to stay? Because it can go both ways. You know, there are times that we don't want to go where God tells us. Mm-hmm. You know, times that we, we we may want to go somewhere else other than where he tells us. Oh, yeah. I've I've been in all, all of those situations. We want to go sooner. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean... You know, had Jacob had his way, he would have been gone long before now. Right, and that that was not part of God's plan. And it wasn't. I mean, that's that's the gist of this, right? I mean, yeah. God had a plan. You know, if there is one uh, thought that really stood out to me, Corey, as it relates to this chapter, is that God brought, or or at least set, you know, put. Jacob and his family on the road back to where he mm-hmm. wants them to be. Right. God did this. Yes. Um, and it's like we talk about all the time. You even mentioned it last night in the Bible study. It's nothing. Uh, any of this stuff from Jacob being able to finally get up and leave to our salvation. It's all a work of God. Yes. Like our 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 desire to do something is secondary. Yeah. In in almost anything. Do you think, Corey? You've got years in ministry. I mean, you're not new to the scripture, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know your word. Um. I mean, you know. Do you think that people have the tendency to get more focused on the characters in the scripture than on the main character, which is God himself? Yes, I think so. And and a lot of times it's, and I've mentioned this before in podcasts where, you know, the way, the way I was taught as a child in Sunday school lends itself more to the character's other than God sometimes. Yeah. I like, mean, we can, you like, know, the, like heroes, the heroes of the old Testament. We, we hear about that a lot. Right. As children. Um, and it, it, and a lot of times there's not that focus on the God of all creation being involved in that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I do. Um, I, I definitely do. And so that's why it's important as as we begin to teach our children um, that they understand that ultimately God is the one who's done all of this. Yeah. I think that for you teachers um, and for me and Corey, for me, it's the same with the preaching. Mm-hmm. 
you know, a, a, whether we're preaching or teaching, I mean, it's, it's the same task. And that is to always make sure that we find or that we not find, but th- that we focus or, you know, our attention. Mm-hmm. The end goal is to know God better. Yes. And to not short circuit that by be, by getting too focused on Jacob. Right. Okay, or too focused on even in a even an event. You know, I mean, part of this chapter. Well, no, it's not. I'm getting ahead of myself. But next week's lesson is on the the divine wrestling match. Yes. Uh, you know, we can we can focus a whole lot on an event like that, mm-hmm. even to the point that we we don't get all the way to really who God is and and tie that back into the whole redemptive plan. Right. And so, and I, and you know what, if it's okay for me to insert right here, Corey, just some observations that I made in this, in this chapter, uh, that teachers, you may want to consider, uh, looking at key phrases, uh, you know, in verse three, the Lord said, uh, verse three, also, I will be with you. In verse 5, the God of my father has been with me. Verse 7, God has not allowed him to harm me. Verse 9, so God has taken away, you know, etc. What does he say there in verse 9? Let me, let me pull it up for, so God has taken away your father's livestock and has given them to me. So he, he's, he's, he's. The point being is God is all over this chapter. It says, um, you know, in verse 13, or, or, or the angel, is it the angels in verse 12? Or is it, let me see, let me pull up verse 12. No, the yeah, the angel of God said to me in the dream, right. Jacob, I answered, here I am. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he said, look up and see that all, you know, here I am. I, I did this. Yeah. I'm sovereign in this. And then I made just a couple of others. In verse 13, I am the God of Bethel. In verse 24, then God came to Laban. The point being is God is all over this chapter, Corey. Yeah. He's all in here. He he is definitely um, in control. And it's, it, it's heartening, actually, to see Jacob here begin to understand this. Mm-hmm. And he starts giving God credit for everything. Hmm. And we haven't always seen that from Jacob. Right. We we did see it some a, a week or two ago in, in some things that were happening. Um, like when he asked Rachel, am, am I God that I can cause you to have a child? You, you know, um, he did understand that, that, that God controlled uh, the opening of the womb. Um, but we see here him finally giving God credit for, you know, all the blessings that he now has. Yeah. And, um, and, and and that's a good thing. Uh, In amongst all the deception that we've had in these chapters, you know, God finally receiving credit for the things he's been, uh, working out in all these stories is, is good to see. Absolutely. So, 
let's talk for a second about how they leave. So it comes time for their departure. And, you know, Jacob recognizes, like we've already said, mm -hmm. family's attitude, Laban's countenance, uh, the Lord's direction, uh, goes to Rachel and Leah. They come along. They recognize the, you know, what, what Jacob is, is saying. They trust that this is God's direction. Mm -hmm. um, but do they leave right? No. And how do we know that? Well, we, you know, you can you can look in here and you can see the uh, the fact that you know they they get up and leave kind of in secret. They don't tell Laban that they're leaving. Um, and where when is that? Uh, in verse um, twenty, and Jacob tricked Laban by not telling him that he intended to flee. He fled with all that he had and arose and crossed the Euphrates and set his face toward the hill country of Gilead. So he he was very much um, trying to get away without Laban being aware of it. Yeah. And, and not telling him. And then on top of that, Rachel takes his idols. Yeah. And... Um... You know, something that I thought was interesting that was in the commentary was uh, there there in the material teachers is that it's possible that the idols that she took or were the kind of idols that they would take with them on their travels for protection and mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. And so she may have felt compelled to take them for that reason on their own journey, or it may it, it may have just been rooted out of, you know what? You've deceived us. I'm, I'm taking this. I mean, yeah. it could have been out of meanness, I guess. Yeah, could have been. And, and we but, don't really, we can't really tell that from Scripture. Right. You know, the the reasoning necessarily behind that. But we just uh, know she took we them. We just know she took them. Uh, and then obviously next in the story, Laban finds out they're gone. And he rounds up, he basically rounds up a posse and goes after them. Mm -hmm. Catches up to him. Catches up to him. Confronts them. <laughs> but who's up in the middle of that too? You know, Rachel's in the middle of yeah. it. You know, I mean, he, Jacob says, go search. Yeah. You know, of course, Jacob, Jacob, he doesn't know that doesn't she know. has those idols. Yeah. Uh, he's just angry over the fact that it's been 20 years and, and you've deceived me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I'm ready to get back where I know at this point, God has told me to go. Yeah. And then you're going to hunt me down. And, yes, and you're going to confront me and say that you have a problem with the way I left. Yeah. To which Jacob, you know, he's quick to respond and say, look. Yeah, that ain't right. You know, here, here <laughs> let me tell you the problem I have with you. Yeah. And um, But, you know, God even intervenes with Laban. He does. That is a big observation, yeah. brother. What does he do? God, God comes to Laban in a dream and says, hey, look. Don't don't say anything either good or bad. You know? Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> so God here is protecting Jacob by getting a hold of Laban and, and saying, Look, you you're not in a place here where you can <laughs> Yeah where you can do a whole lot. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Um and he does. He eventually goes and searches 
for those idols because he he knew the idols were gone. Yeah. Uh, so I guess in 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 what God had told him in the dream, he's like, well, I, I'm I'm at least going to search for my idols. Yeah. And uh, and then there's even deception in that. Yeah. Rachel refuses to get down off the animal. Right. Yeah. And that what uh, it's her, you know, it's 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 yeah. her. Uh, and verse thirty-four. Now Rachel had taken the household gods and put them in the camel's saddle and sat on them. Yes. Laban felt all about the tent, but did not find them. Verse thirty-five. And she said to her father, "Let not my lord be angry that I cannot rise before you, for the way of women is upon me." So he searched but did not find the household gods. There you go. So may, may, she might not have been on the animal. She may have just been on the saddle. Saddle right. may have been inside the tent or right, right outside or whatever. But she was sitting but on that. But at any rate, she was sitting on that. She was hiding them. Hiding the idols. And then she lied. Yeah. You know, and deceived him so she wouldn't have to get up. Right. And, it, you know... And, and you see the title uh, of the study, and it's Blessed Deceivers. And there's there's deception. Like the whole, every week there's something. It is. And, but you know, every week God continues to still work, and God continues to be in control of all the situations. Yeah. And he still uses them. Isn't that something? Yeah. It makes me feel better about myself. Yeah. You know, as wretched a sinner as I can be, yet God can still use me. You know, I mean, look at what look at what David did. Mm-hmm. You know, sending uh, Bathsheba, her husband. Right. Was it her husband, right? Yeah, it was her husband. You know, same to the front lines. Wasn't that Uriah the Hittite? Yeah. Same to the front lines and... And and told his general, hey, make sure he's at the front. Yeah. Knowing that he would be killed. Yeah. I mean, it, there's to deception. Cover his sin. There's deception oh, yeah. all over. Oh yeah. I mean, look at Peter in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. You know, when they confronted. No, I know, don't know him. I don't know him. I, I'm not Never affiliated. Never. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's deception there. Yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah. But anyway, back to back to where we are here. Th- those are some other passages, by the way. We just gave you a couple of other t- areas you can consider. If you wanted to go elsewhere in the scripture, if you had time or you wanted to bring that up in the lesson, mm-hmm. you can mention David, you can mention Peter, and uh, and, and there's others. Um, but then here in the last segment, we have a record in the last portion of the text uh, of the chapter, we have a record of the co- of a covenant that's established here, right, Corey? Right, between Jacob and Laban. And um, and at this point, Laban's going to make his departure, and Jacob's going to continue on the path that the Lord mm-hmm. has him on. Um, verse forty nine and fifty, I thought was interesting. So, teachers, you may want to make a note of verse forty nine and fifty. Laban said, this heap is a witness between you and me today. That is why uh, it was called Galid. It was also called Mizpah because he said, may the Lord keep watch between you and me when we are away from each other. 
if you mistreat my daughters or if you take any wives beside my daughters, even though no one is with us, remember that God, okay, mm-hmm. that God is a witness between you and me. So we have the presence of God again here, but now invoked as a witness, as a sovereign witness. Right. From from Laban's point of view. Yeah, to this covenant An that idolater. we're establishing. You know. So they both they both agree that God is witness mm-hmm. to this transaction. If you want to call it that. Right. And um and basically they say you go your way, I'll go my way. And God, God bless us both. Yeah. I, what, what else are you going to do? They reached a point where the only way we're going to move from here. Yeah. Is to both agree to, to the fact that you're ready for this, that God is sovereign over the situation. Yeah. Right. Now, now think about that in terms of your own life, even today. How many times do we reach a point where we just have to realize that God is sovereign? Yeah. More often than, than not. You know. Mm. So. And then it and then it ends in just such a normal fashion. Mm-hmm. Like the very next morning, Laban gets up, gives his grandkids and his daughters a hug and a kiss, and he's gone. Yeah. That's it. Make a note of verse 53, too, in knowing God. It says, may the God of Abraham, as they're wrapping up the establishment of this mm-hmm. covenant, may the God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us. Yes. So we have God as witness. We have God as judge. So Jacob took an oath. In the name of who? The fear of his father Isaac. In your in, in, in your ESV, Corey, is fear capitalized? Yes. Okay, it's capitalized in my NIV, which is a a reference to the one true God. Amen. The sovereign. Yes. The one that is worthy of all of our reverence and our respect. Yes. So just some truths. How much time? Where, where, where are we we're at, at on time? We're at 31 minutes. Okay, all right. So we need to wrap it up. Yeah. So just some truths to consider. And then, Corey, if you want to add anything to this, and we'll close. Uh, God is present in the chapter. Mm-hmm. His direction, his involvement in every situation is crucial. Yes. Um. And it's God who is responsible for bringing Jacob and his family out of this situation because, as we're going to see in the coming weeks, there is still so much more happening. Oh, yeah. This is a very small part of history, a drop in the bucket, in the hist- in the history bucket, Right. as yeah. it relates to the plan of God that is unfolding in the life of humanity. Yes, and it's 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 really going to get interesting next week. So discern well and um, 
And just just as as we close, just to reiterate the aim, the lesson aim for this week, the main idea, if you will, the gist of of the matter um, from the the leader's guide, it says the learner will understand the importance of responding to God in faith Mm. when he gives a command. And as I said earlier, all the commands we will ever need are found in in our Bibles, in the Holy Scriptures. And when we um, are quick to obey God's commands, He will be quick to bless us in many, many ways. Not and you know, if people think of blessing, oh, financial or whatever, but no, this is this goes deeper than than a temporal blessing. We have eternal blessing when we follow God's command. Amen. So teachers, take that with you. And uh, we pray that you have a, uh, a good lesson time, a good teaching time on Sunday. We'll be back with you next week. And uh, next week we will be in chapter 32, uh, I believe, where Jacob is going to uh, meet up with Esau. And, um, and so we'll see, uh, more of God's faithfulness in, uh, in chapter 32 next week. So anyway, be sure to, if you, if you have teachers or, you know, others that would, uh, benefit from the podcast, please be sharing it. Visit the website, uh, www, blah, 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 <laughs> Uh, go to us. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram at central Baptist Texarkana. And, uh, Be sure to share this with others. All right. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Y'all have a great rest of your week. Thank you.